And just uh, just where because uh, I think last week there were a couple of times where it went really loud. Um, uh, I think it's, it's a usual it's a usual thing of like you know the distance of Sean and Sharon to the mic. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure if, were, if you were leaning particularly close or anything like that last week, but uh, I'm I'm also not sure if there's anything we can do about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So okay. We're trying to keep mics the distance over, my over, side. To, over your side. Is it me that's loud? Yeah. Well, well, yes, Sean. I just go loud. Do I? Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll put it more towards Sharon sure. this time then. Sure. I'd rather I'd rather have you loud than than non excited. Like with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get I, I get a bit animated sometimes. Don't I? You're loud. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm gonna kick us off. So hopefully we should finish this by six thirty. Brilliant. All right. Cool. Um. Right. Let's kick off. Let's get ready to. Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema. My name is Tosin and I am your host of the said podcast. Based up in Coventry in the Midlands and we this is the podcast in which we watch films. We essentially use this as an excuse to watch films. We go to the cinema, we watch films, we stay at home and watch things on Netflix. We rate it all out of five. We take an average at the end of it all and then we say, who's won this week, Netflix or cinema? Joining me on the Isle of Wight today are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hello there. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm not too, too bad. I'm not yes. too bad. I'm bright and sprightly. <laughs> yeah. all we're right. almost coordinating as well. We've done this before. We've turned out wearing the same thing. And we have, yeah. And we're almost coordinating, so. That's it. It's that, it's that, I think it's that, um, you know, you get like that, um, you know, like it's the vibes, I think. I'm yeah, pretty that... sure, because, you, you know, like, like telekinesis or whatever, like yes. Star Trek off of Today, uh, I think I'll be Star wearing Trek something Next red. Generation. And yeah. we both turned up wearing red. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, isn't it? I know, we have turned up before when we've watched, we've been wearing like matching outfits, I literally know. matching I outfits. Know. It's been horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's quite, quite different. <laughs> but then I'm not, I don't really worry, I don't really know it's too much. So are you wearing red, Tosin? Well, sorry, what? Are you wearing red? Uh, oh, no, I am. I'm sorry, I did not get the memo. I am. I am in a uh -oh. purple dress uh -oh. shirt and black jeans. Oh, absolutely yeah. no hint well, of red anywhere enough. on me. <laughs> <laughs> we need to practice our sending vibes to Coventry. Oh, well, yeah. Doing well, doing well, doing well. I've been. Uh, spent the day editing a video of a swim that I filmed from the island, from the Isle of Wight to um, Gosport. Uh, and back. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's done for a charity called the Motor Neuron Disease. Uh, well, the this is the Ian Pratt Motor Neuron Disease Foundation. I met them when I was living on the island, and I've been making the videos for the last couple of years. So I was just finishing off the 2019 swim video today. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. yeah. That's it's, quite an undertaking swimming. To, for and it looks like it's not very far, but there's lots of currents and there's riptides and there's you've got to know the route and you've got to be prepared haven't you for jellyfish what. and seaweed <laughs> <laughs> yes people do come up with all sorts of stuff on their face <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and you've, you've got to be prepared to dodge all the shipping liners and the ferries as they're coming in and all that kind of stuff as well but it's it's quite the guy who organizes it, a guy called tony tony bray uh he used to live on the island and um but he still comes back and he does it every year and uh it's they ha they need like uh, they need kayakers for every single person who's swimming. They need enough. They need they need enough boats to be able to take everybody out of the water in a moment's notice. So it's quite the operation. I t I tell them that 
Well, I told them this year that essentially it's becoming a big festival. They're, they're getting to the point where they're going to be organizing a Solon Swimming Festival. But, yeah. <laughs> but well, yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's how Walk the White started, though, wasn't it? Walk the White started as a small, as a company, Maury's Woodwork Place. Um, just a few of them doing walking across the island for charity. And it's now one of the biggest fundraising events on the island. So stranger things have happened. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, sounds, sounds very similar. I think Tony, Tony, if you're listening to this, I'm sure that you would take a lot of heart from that. Because this started off with him <laughs> wanting, to, wanting to swim to get fitter. And, uh, and thinking, oh, if I'm going to swim, I, I need something to keep me, keep me focused on it. And someone said, well, you live on the Isle of Wight. Why don't you swim across the Solent? And he was like, yeah, why don't I swim across the Solent? <laughs> And he did it. One David year. Williams did it. Yeah, he did it. He did it one year with um with five with four people, and then it's now about sixty to seventy people each year who do it. Wow. Yeah, from the, that's the right. And I know there's one that happens on the west wide, but this is for this one is from ride to gospel, the ride to gospel route. But and enough for all those people who do not know what we're talking about, who have never been to the Isle of Wight, and if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Get on it. <laughs> But um, for those who don't understand, I'd just like to say a quick hello to two people, Vicky, Vicky Taylor and Holly Nestling, who I ended up with a discussion with about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on, on Facebook this week. And the upshot of it is that after talking about it, Holly is going to be coming onto the podcast uh, next week to, to talk some to talk film. Well, to, to say this is what I've seen at the cinema, this is what I've seen at Netflix. She's essentially going to do oh, a cool. guest oh, cool. spot. Yeah, going to do a guest spot for us. That's good. She, I think she's she's been re, she's been re, she, she listened to the podcast, and it also means that we've been getting more and more people who are listening to the podcast and who are actually sort of like liking it. She listened and was like, oh, "I really." She listened to last week's episode and she was like, "I really, really enjoyed that." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and you know how we spoke about Nina, Nina. I'm sorry, you're getting yeah, you're beginning to get a little yes. bit of what shall we say competition because Nina is our super fan. Nina is kind of like, you know, we have become part of her weekly ritual. Nina just listens to yes. us. And then, Hi, Nina. Yeah, and, and sends me WhatsApp messages saying, oh, yeah, I think that too. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so, so um, you know how Nina says that she thinks she's Sean? I think, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I think Holly might have an affinity with you, Sharon, because she sent me something. Oh, cool. She sent me something, and I think this is a special. We keep talking about how we want to do... Well, we might actually go back and do a Love, Death and Robots special. We want to do a Black Mirror special. We're going to do an Inside Number 9 special. So we have those three up and running. And, yeah. You've uh, got some catching up to do. Yeah. Oh. Who, who's that? Who, who's, who's got catching up to do? Sharon. I, Sharon. Sharon. I Sharon haven't watched any of those. Up. You need well, some catching up because I think you would like them. I don't think yes. there's anything in there, you know, that, no, you, that, you, I'd go, that, yeah. that no. you wouldn't go, that's not my cup of tea. Because, I mean, Inside Number 9 is really, really subtle. I, I think it's really, really subtle and clever. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the Love, Death and Robots, there's, there's some interesting ones in there. I mean, I know you're not into animation. That might be the one that, that you might... That might be the one that... that, that <laughs> you're not, you're not yeah. a big fan of animation. Just, so that's good. But just watch Black the one... Mirror, you need to watch. Watch yeah. the ones that don't look like animation. Give it the ones that don't... <laughs> yeah. Give it the ones that look like real life. And sh- sh- you're just watching going, something wrong And Zima yeah. Blue. You must see, uh, uh, out of all of them, Zima Blue. Zima, Zima Blue is well worth a watch. Because okay. I would say... That's, so if you can just catch it's only like 10 minutes okay. so Zima Blue you liked that one as well didn't you Toes oh yeah Zima Blue I liked uh, I think that and The Day The Yoga Took Over whenever I show people any episodes yeah. of Love, Death and Robots I show them those two 
Uh, okay, yeah. so, so do we have a new special coming up then? Well, we have. We might have a new special, Sharon, because <laughs> this I'm, re- I'm reading Holly's message. So Holly Nesley, this is this is a message that she sent me. She asked me, "Have you guys ever covered really bad, really bad shark films?" Hey, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shark films, of course. <laughs> I, I have seen every really bad shark <laughs> film. I think there is out there. <laughs> the quiz team, Sharon's, Sharon's quiz team yeah. is always called Shark to Puss. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Bearing in mind that I first met you at a quiz where your team was literally called Shark to Puss. Yes. I was like, oh my word, talk about your kindred spirits. There's <laughs> loads of them, isn't there? I mean, I've not seen one, but is there one called Sharknado? There's loads of Sharknadoes. There's Sharknado. Sharknados. Oh, Sharknados. Yeah, Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, there's Sand Shark, there's Ghost Shark, there's Two-Headed Killer oh, Shark, good. there's all sorts of things. There's, there's, okay. I'll tell you what, there must be hundreds, isn't there? Oh, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. We're, we're digressing. Yeah, let, 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 me finish, let me finish reading the message that she sent. She says, oh, cool. she says, have you ever covered really bad shark films? Ghost Shark is a legendary film. Ditto, Avalanche Sharks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so I was like, I was like, yeah, I think I might, we might need to do a really bad shark film one. I just get you and Holly somehow onto the line and I'll just sit back and just press record. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys could share that. But yeah, so Holly will be back. We'll be on the show next week doing, I do not know exactly what she's going to be talking about, but she's going to watch something in the cinema, watch something on Netflix, and then she'll give us, she'll give us her take on the whole thing. But she said that she quite oh, likes cool. it. So to Holly, to Nina, to, see, okay, I said Vicky. Oh, and David. David, who said he's also started listening and he actually quite likes it. Thank you very much. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Follow, find the page on, page on Facebook. It's just Netflix via cinema everywhere. So, with that done, I think it's time for us to actually get onto films because we need to finish this stuff quickly. So we are getting yes. we are getting back into our disciplined format this week, in which we're going to give ourselves seven minutes to talk about each film. So, Sean, you've done your usual and seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. You do usual and seen everything. Sharon, you said that you you've had another one of those weeks. Yes, it's just. <laughs> Yeah, I record it because I'm rarely, well, I am in of an evening, but I have to take my turn, sort of who has primacy on what they watch on the television. Uh-huh. And so I record everything I want to watch, and then I have like a <laughs> 10 hours worth of stuff to watch. So, yes, this week I have failed miserably in watching anything other than Handmaid's Tale and Fake or Fortune. So that, that's, you know, that's, just, that's it. That's all I've seen this week. But you did go to the cinema to see but I did go to the cinema already. Yes. I went to the cinema once this week to see Angel Has Fallen. Oh, that's so, we reviewed last week. Which we reviewed, reviewed last week, week. Yeah. So, so this is going to fit into our Also Ran section. So in our Also Ran section, yes. what did you think of Angel Has Fallen compared to Sean and my review of it? I thought it did what it said on the team, basically. <laughs> you know what you're getting when people sort of, you know, shouting, ah, while they're firing a machine gun, don't you? Yeah. And when, as you say, every every secret service, policeman, sheriff, whatever agency they belong to, are all completely stupid. Yeah. Except it... for our hero, <laughs> who manages to outwit and outgun and out kick, punch, poke everyone standing. And um, yeah, so it, it did. But we, I think, we both enjoyed it. It was completely ridiculous. Before. So there are moments where. It's like, all units over here. It's like, no, why would you send everyone 
to that one location, therefore leaving the rest of your perimeter vulnerable. <laughs> what, what are you? How stupid are you? People? So I had those reactions every now and then. <laughs> but you expect that from these films because you know otherwise, how would the most wanted man in America get within sort of two feet of the comatose president? You want to know the fall? You know you want to know the fall, The funny thing, right? I think Angel Has Fallen might be the most unifying film this year because everybody, <laughs> everybody I know who's watching it has said exactly the same thing. They said it is so stupid. Oh my god, it was dumb. Oh man, I enjoyed it. I actually quite enjoyed it. It was exactly what I said at the tin. It's like it takes yeah. it seriously because yeah, it's like yeah, it it's ridiculous and it knows it. So it, it's just for that reason, it's just fun and stupid. And the end scene, I don't know if there's more than one, but there's the one just like there where they have this sort of, in this zero gravity floating tank. <laughs> What's that all about? No, what the, was that all about? It, it's a, it's a, it's a mid credits thing that is totally <laughs> out of it. it. It's like, this doesn't link to anything else whatsoever. No. But it does it's have a hilarious, it does have a hilarious final line. An absolutely yeah. hilarious final line, which as I said, doesn't link to anything else. It just comes out of nowhere. But yeah, Angel has fallen. No. I'm calling it now the most unifying film of 2019. Yeah, great fun. <laughs> but yeah, a three. Yeah. I'd give it three. <laughs> yeah, three. Everybody says three. They're like, hey, stupid. <laughs> Quite enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay, we're going to go to the films we're actually going to talk about this week. Films that we've seen in the cinema. So, Sharon, that was the only thing you saw in the cinema. So you're going to be sitting yes. down in the sort of like... I think Jeremy Paxman seats this week. You're going to be just sort of like going, yeah. mm, uh, mm, and asking us questions about our viewing experience. Because between Sean and I, yes. we have managed to see three films in the cinema, three things at home on Netflix. So we're going to kick off with the cinema, and we're going to kick off with the film Crawl. Sean. Crawl, yes. Yeah. Yes. Sean, both of us have seen this. We have. Shall I saw a trailer for it. I didn't realise this is what it was until I've just seen the, the praise of it now. Because... Um, it's alligators, isn't it? Alligators, yeah. Alliga How quickly do you see the alligators? What before they actually? No, do you know? Do you? Uh, is it, it's like is it creepy, spooky? What is it? And it's, then, or is it quite a quick reveal? It's quite well. It's yeah, it's, pre it's pretty quick. It, pretty quick. Okay. You think you know what's going to happen? It's not know, like it's, a mystery beastie that's well, picking the, people up and then the you suddenly go, yeah. And there's sort of signs saying beware alligators yeah. and stuff. You know, it's so a bit of a giveaway then. Yeah. So. Oh, that's cool. It's not like. The original Snow Beast film, where you never really see Snow Beast until like ten minutes from the end. No. This is one where you get the beasties quite early quite on. Quite early on. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and, and they come in with quite an impact as well. Yes, <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. Well, I, I think this is a film. Oh, so hang on a second. I forgot to start the timer. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, and start. Okay, cool. So um, I think this this is a film that probably had more of a budget than Snow Beast. But less of a budget, yeah. than like, <laughs> but less of, less of a budget than something, say Deep Blue Sea. Because I remember when we were doing another okay. podcast, we did creature features, and we did a creature feature special, and we spoke about Jaws and all that sort of stuff, and them and all that. It's not in the league of Jaws or anything like that. It is, but it's probably better than Lake Placid. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, I would say it's, it's better than Lake Placid. Oh, yes. controversial. Yeah, wow. yeah. Yes. But, so, I, I so, mean, the thing. Sorry, Toes, yeah, I, I was just going to say, well, if, if you want to say a little bit and then, then I can say my little bit, if you want to, if you want to kick okay, off. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll just give it, so the, the, a very, very quick overview of what this film's about is, it's in Florida, like Sean said, at Everglades, there's a hurricane that's hit, 
and there you get introduced to this uh, lady Haley, and her sister phones her up and says, "I can't get in touch with dad. You know what he's like. We need to make sure that he's actually that he's out of the house." So in the middle of a hurricane, she sort of drives back to her family home, trying to find her dad, and finds that her dad is unconscious in the crawl space underneath the house, and. He's been attacked by something. She doesn't know what, but she's trying to get him out. Guess what? An alligator comes in. Oh, dear. Yeah, an alligator comes in. And then it becomes one of these sort of like, you know, trapped little space things where there's a creature coming in and it's about how you're going to outfit the creature and all that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, it stars Kaya, Kaya Scolidario, who plays Haley, and uh, it stars Barry Pepper, who, and one of the reasons I'm happy for this film is I'm so happy to see Barry Pepper back in action because he... I was going to say, Barry... Yeah, I yeah. I'm just going to say that, Toe. Sorry, I was going to say that later on. Barry Pepper, I've, I've looked and I think, what do I know him from? What do I know him from? Come on, Sean, he's got a familiar face. I mean, the one I would know him from perfectly is the... Saving the, Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan, yeah. where he's the sniper. With he's, like, yeah. Know, up he, in the tower. Yeah. He, he's the Bible-quoting sniper in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and he had a he had a period where he was in quite a few things. I mean, he ended up in that Battlefield Earth film, which didn't do him any favors. And he was in this. He was in a western directed by Tommy Lee Jones called "The Three Burials of Melesquedis Estrada" or something like that. Which oh, yes, okay. another one you mean? Yeah, sure. Which I think you would love. You would absolutely love. And he's he's really. Yeah, I don't really think I've seen that one. Yeah, but I, I feel like Barry Pepper is somebody who's. I think his his career has suffered a little bit by from looking a little too much like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah. possibly. Yeah, but, and everybody went, oh, you know what? We like McConaughey. He's a bit more pretty boy. So we all go with him. But they have very similar vibes. So, yeah, so the dad is in there. The dad gets, and then it's all about. So, as they're there, they're, they're in the, the crawl space underneath this house, and the water level is rising because obviously there's a hurricane going on, and the, or the water level is rising, and it's just like this sort of ticking clock movie of will they be able to survive and will they be able to avoid all these, um, all the alligators and get, get rescued? So, that's what it's about. Sean, what did you think? Go for it. Yeah, yeah, that's basically the story. Um, yeah, I, I didn't mind this. I thought I liked the premise that um, the, the, the girl was a swimmer, which. which would come in really, really handy. Wouldn't yeah, it? I know. You know I mean? It's like, a, <laughs> it's like that's convenient. And I, yeah, and and I did like, I did really like, but then this is me, the father-daughter relationship. That mm-hmm. that, that I, I I really enjoyed that part. I thought, yeah, you know, it was like never. The thing I liked about it, Tozin, was it was a never give in. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's it. No matter what, no matter what it throws at you, you just don't give up. You just yeah. fight right to the last. You know, you just. You're there, and and you've got to fight to the last. Yeah. Which to me is what I would do, you know. And some mm-hmm. people might think, oh, I did have a thing. I did think sometimes some of the the injuries came and went conveniently. You know. Yes. Very very. It's kind of like, oh my god, my legs broken, my bones sticking out of my skin. <laughs> but then for most of the yeah. film, you know what? I'm just going to ignore that. It's like it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to make a big deal about it. And be like, oh my god, my leg's broken. Ugh, look, my leg's broken. Have we all got it? We've all got it, right? My leg is broken. We all know that my leg is definitely broken. Okay, cool. I'm going to go run 100 meters now. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Though to be fair, it does. You know, I mean, they do sort of half mend it, but I yeah. mean, some, some. I mean, if you've been munched by an. I mean, I don't know if alligators, how they're different from crocodiles, but if they've got the same normally, they've got like so many pounds per square inch. Yeah. So once they close their mouths, you oh, know, yeah, they, this, this like... Yeah. Are they the ones that drown you, then they bury you, and then they eat you later? Well, I don't know. I, well, yeah, yeah they, they, they are. They, I think, oh, well, knowing a little bit about alligators, the film actually does try to be quite accurate with how the alligator would kill you. So grab you, take you underground, and like spin you around, and they have one big... 
they have a big action sequence or a big st- that, that is actually about that exact thing an alligator dragging you underground and trying to sort of like spin you around so that you get disoriented you get drowned and then it can eat you at its own at its convenience they they, they actually have one of those so there's there's bits of this that i think they try and do something with like sean says there's there's injuries that come that the the impact of the injury seems to come yeah. and go it like just come in and out it's like all right okay yeah we wanted to we wanted to look like they've been injured these things are really really dangerous oh but now we want them to do that yeah, forget about the injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go climb that ladder. But, oh, but, my, but I don't have any hands. It doesn't matter. Just go climb that ladder. So it's, it's a flesh wound. So you you yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you have you have this bit. I mean, there's the the film tries to do this whole thing. Like you know, they said there's a thing that's attributed to Hitchcock where he says that once you grab the audience by the throat, don't let go until the very end. And the, the film tries to do this whole thing where it's like, oh, oh, look, they've almost escaped. And no, we've got you now. They're back in it and all that kind of stuff. And it doesn't quite succeed with that. And it's a kind of film, a little bit like Angel Has Fallen. It relies on the people in the film being really, really stupid. And they keep doing things yeah. in the film. They're like, why would you do that? Why? The, t- why? T- leave the phone. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you why know. Why would you do that? It's like, you know that there's alligators in the water. Why are you standing at the water's edge? What is wrong with you? Yeah. And they Can't keep, you read the sign, for goodness sake? Well, no, they, they, they keep doing this. There's a bit There's a bit with the policeman. When the policeman comes to find them and he's leaning, like, you know, Sean, you know where he's leaning over the... Over, you know exactly what's going to happen. I, yeah, you, you do. You know You know yeah. what's coming, don't you, really? Are you like, yes. I thought the, the, there was a bit where, which I thought where um, with the robbers, you know, with the robbers in yeah, the yeah, yeah, that yeah. bit was that bit. And I thought, I mean, I thought it was going to go one way, but it totally didn't. So I, I mean, you know, I thought that I thought there was going to be another another one involved. I thought, oh, here we go. This is going to be the the young Oop. love interest, if you will, or the young hero. But it didn't happen that way. So is that the timer? That is the timer. <laughs> oh right, okay. okay. We'll, we'll give ourselves thirty seconds to sort of quickly wrap yeah, we, up. We, we give, yeah, we. I mean, we can go on a little bit and then not talk so much about the ones at the end. Maybe. I mean, if if it happens like that, we can make a rule that if one goes on a bit. <laughs> Okay, if, if you're happy, I'll put two minutes on, and if you're happy, then we can take two minutes away from P. Uh, not P, no, take it away <laughs> from God of War. If you okay, like. cool, we'll take two minutes so, away from God of War. Okay, we have two more oh, minutes. Okay. Two more minutes, Sean, go. Uh, okay, so, so yeah, um, oh, I've lost my train of thought now, let's get it back. Um, yeah, that, that, that bit, the robbery scene, or yeah. the looters, you know, with the looters, I, 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 I quite enjoyed that scene, I thought that was... Okay. That was that was that was pretty So cool tell too. me about the cast. Is is anyone we know in it? Or do you root for them? Do you like the people in it? Well, is I, there enough I to get behind? I do. I do actually like the people. As I say, I I, I do. I um. Because you know Barry Pepper, but the others I don't know any of the names. Looking down the list of the credits. Scolidario, probably the most high profile thing that she did is that she was in Skins, the Channel Four show. Oh, okay. Yeah. She. I mean, I thought I thought she was really good. To be fair, she is really good. Yeah. I mean, I mean. To me, she came over as being believable. In yeah. That, you know, there was times when she had a little bit of self doubt, but then it was like, you know what? Yes. I'll tell you. The, I'll tell you what I found. What, what I think she did really well with. You believed that this was a this. This is the kind of person who, even though there's a hurricane and everybody's saying this is a life-threatening hurricane, I actually totally believe that she would drive right into it. <laughs> I I really believe that she's yeah. she's the kind of person who would drive in the other direction, like that strong-headed. So it wasn't so. 
for for me the the biggest why would you do that thing of the film they managed to skirt around it because i thought i, I felt like she actually she managed to sell that but, um, because i'll tell you one thing that made one this film made me think why does anybody live in florida if this happens every year, yeah, yeah, yeah. just get the hell out of there. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, but I'll but, say... But, what, what, okay, uh, Sean, we have 30 uh, seconds. Yeah. Okay, apart from apart from injuries, apart from injury thing, I would say it, it was pretty good. It was, to me, I quite enjoyed enjoyable. it. Enjoyable. Yeah, enjoyable. So I'm going to give, I'm going to give, I'll give it a three. Uh, I, I would have given it a four, but the injuries <laughs> were... Yeah. Sean, I think I'm with you. There were things that kept happening that you meant, oh, well, this could be good, but then they kept doing these stupid things that you just, I mean, you think, what? no no it just it just ends up taking a star away and i'll say one thing about it it doesn't it's not particularly scary like it's not like they have a couple of jump jump scares in there they have a couple of jump scares in there but the the jump scares is not so much that oh that was effectively done it was more that it was more the fact that um for me anyway that it was just especially the first time the alligators show up you're like it would be absolutely freaky to be in that situation (laughs) <laughs> it would, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be absolutely freaky to be in that situation. But and the fact that, uh, but the the film has a weird tone. I'm not sure whether the film is okay. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. I'm not sure whether the film. Okay. Uh, anyway, because let me put it this way: the the first thing you hear after the film ends, once the credits start rolling, you start hearing "See you later, alligator." Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's- <laughs> yeah, that was. That was it. That was it. Yeah, and all I can remember is like I remember the film. The film finished, and people in my cinema were like, "Well, that was S H I T." That's what I, I actually hear people say that. I, I agree with you, Sean. I think it's a three. I think it's a three. It's yeah. enjoyable. It doesn't hang around too long, but there are some head scratchingly dumb things that happen. But let's move over to Netflix <laughs> now. Let's move over to Netflix. And so you saw a film called P. Sure. I did. I saw a film called P, yes. Capital. A capital P, yeah. I think it stands... Or green vegetable. For, no, yeah, capital P. Right. I think, looking at it, I mean, it was a Thai movie, obviously, because I've, I've been to Thai, and I thought, oh, this looks interesting. Um, okay. And, and it's your called, time I think starts it's now. In br- <laughs> okay, and in brackets, possessed. So I think the P stands possessed. Okay. And basically, it starts off, the film starts off with, there's this young, she's a young girl, she's growing up in, in the country in Thailand. She's, she's an orphan. But she's with her grandmother, and her grandmother teaches her magic. Okay. But when the so when the grandmother starts to feel sick, and um, Dow's got a little bit older, that's the name of, of the character. She goes to Bangkok to find work, obviously, to so she can make money to send back. And she ends up uh, working in a go-go bar. Okay. A go-go bar in Bangkok. So, and some strange things sort of happen to her. She gets, should we say, she's she's quite naive. She's yeah. quite. She doesn't really know what's going on. I mean. So, and she gets... Is that um, another way of, I've like, been lured in for sex trade? or? Yeah, just, basically it is. Yeah. It's that, but it's, um, it's, it's not sleazy and it's not, you know, there's no, no nudity. And when the, the, there okay. are a few sort of sexy moments, but, but they're, they're over really quick. So it's not like a... You don't feel like you're a, watching someone no, being no, exploited you're not watching, and going, oh, I mean, this basically is So she's dancing at this bar. There's, there's a bloke there yeah. coming to the bar and who sort of spies her. And obviously she's young and basically takes her you know seduces her yeah and she comes back and then the next day is really horrible to her and he says oh i don't i don't oh. i don't go with yeah prostitutes and she said well you know you were the first one i've been with and he goes well now you're you, now you know you're what i mean so yeah really oh, nasty, nasty sort of character yeah. and of course she's she knows this magic doesn't she so she cooks up some some spurious spell and some of the girls at the, the go-go bar don't like her as well so and there's one in particular like the prime dancer if you will 
So obviously she wants to do some magic for something. So something nasty happens to. Yeah, sorry. So when you say I'm magic, I'm just trying to sort. Are we are we talking are we talking Harry Potter magic? Are we talking like potions and No, no, and... we're talking like like voodoo type. Okay, gotcha. Ma- that that sort of magic. Yeah. So so like but she's been told, you know, to always use the magic to do good things. So of well, course she's she's, she's not starting using to use things that, yeah, to do dark things. So mm-hmm. um and gradually she sort of loses control and and Things become so does it enact a price for every magic you do? You there's a price there's to pay. A price. So it's, it's at the price, and she actually something evil takes over inside her, which um, and then it then it turns into like a, a should we say like a yeah horror film sort of oh, thing. Right. There's a nasty nasty sort of demon that does not particularly nice things. So it turns into, I mean, at the time as well, in the go-go bar, she strikes up a relationship with a with a. Another dancer, and, and they get on really well, and they end up being, you know, sort of caring for each other. Rather yeah. Than, and she's like, oh, you know, I try and help, you know, I try and save you because things get really bad. And there's a, a Thai witch doctor in there as well. So, so that's basically the story. Okay. Yeah. So this is this would say like uh, similar to a sort of Hammer. It's that Asian-y type horror towards the, the end, grudge, like yeah, the, um, yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, like the, thing. the demon, that type of thing. It's yeah. not like your typical British stuff. It's more more Asian horror. The ring, yeah. the grudge, that, that type sort of, thing. of yeah, creepy, yeah. About, yeah. Uh, someone that eats things on the outside, yeah. So, so, yeah, there's this movie, and what was really interesting, because it really, I, I thought this was a great movie, not so much for the horror aspect, mm. but just for, like, the life of what it's like to be in Thailand, and what happens, this and how these girls can girl come gets and, 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 and get corrupted, yeah. because they earn really, really good money. And I don't think it was particularly showing exploitation. What I liked about this was the the girls actually had the power and they were talking about like the different nationalities they're going oh yeah japanese men they're, they're all right but they're just so boring like the germans you know what i mean and they're talking <laughs> so and they're talking to each other and they're sat like with a mm. with a, someone who's in the club like that and having a conversation and say oh yeah no he's really ugly yeah but he's rich he's got loads of money do you know what i mean so they're having this so basically it's not like all the girls aren't being exploited they're basically exploiting all these all these um uh all these men with too much money. Things. Yeah. Yeah. But so it was just whether funny it would be something they would choose to do. No, no, I don't think they would choose to do. No, but no. once they're in there, they make the most yeah, of it. That's but it. it's not a lifestyle yeah. that they would necessarily have chosen for themselves. Okay. And, 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 and I thought this would be a good thing for, you know, men who sort of actually do that. It would who be have good, gone uh, who, who have, sex uh, who do that sort of thing. You know, would, it would be a good thing for them to sort of see it. Because it's like, you know, they're... they're you know, they're taking you for a ride, basically. But they're not, you know, because they've been exploited because of the situations they're in. So I like that bit of it. And, um, but the horror bits, yeah, are quite, quite different. It's sort of, yeah, um, it becomes very dark. I would think there was one bit which I thought was a bit comedic, where, like, some one of the people that something's happened to sort of turns up and said, oh, I knew I'd find you here, you know, and now I'm going to, so now I'm going to destroy you. So, but... Yeah, so basically, this is a cross between a... Well, I suppose it is a horror film. Yeah. Anyway, I looked a bit deeper, and what was quite interesting, and we were talking about this, weren't we, Sharon? And the director, right, I think yes. called Paul Spurrier, okay, is... Um, I was looking to see what other films he'd done. And I was looking down... As a youth. As a youth, yeah. There was a film made called The Wild Geese. I think I might... No way. Don't make them like they used to. Seriously. Yes, yes, and we he, did that. The, the director yeah. of this film 
was the one. There's a young Richard Harris. He plays Richard Harris's son. I don't and know he goes if to visit him at school because he's yeah, playing he's football. Like, and he's like, Hello, Daddy. Yeah, that's right. Emil, Emil. And yeah, so. And it was just, I thought, oh my God. So he was a child actor. Yeah, he was a child actor. So. And he's obviously come on. Um, yeah, he was in Tales of the Unexpected yeah. and all sorts of things as a, as a little boy. Yeah, Max Headroom. And then grew up to become a director. Oh my goodness me, he was Max Headroom. <laughs> he was Lynch, he was the one who did the Blitford. Sorry, I'm just looking down at stuff now. All that stuff he's been in. We better go back, yeah. So okay, I'm going to have to we, check out a bit. We go about 50 stuff. seconds. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I, I, I thought this was a really, really good movie. Really, really effective movie. Um, I really liked the story. I thought it was a good insight, as I say, it didn't feel... So was pea a vegetable, or was it a mineral? That's <laughs> uh, just a possession, I think. Just a possession, <laughs> a horrible thing with, with possession, but it's a pea. Anyway, so yeah, I really enjoyed this. I'm going to give this one a four-star. Oh, four yeah. Because, um, yeah, I liked it, and probably there was, there was a couple of elements that, that stopped it being a five, but on the whole, okay. I really, really liked this. Not movie. a vegetable, then? Not good. a vegetable, was it was it a, was it in Thai or was it in English? No, it's Thai Thai film with English subtitles. Oh right, but um, it made really good sense. Yeah, so a Thai film, I, uh, I, which quite surprised me. So, so yeah, just yeah, hop off the back of you having been to Thailand. That's it exactly. <laughs> okay, cool. So that was P P. Uh, oh, you said that was a two thousand and five film. They quite enjoyed yeah. it. And from the second that you said that you wanted to have your full quota of. Seven minutes for that. I thought, yeah, yeah, you're going to like that one. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's sort of a <laughs> bit of a giveaway, wasn't it? <laughs> it, was a, it was a bit of a giveaway. Yeah. So, um, right now we go back to cinema and we and now uh, we have scary stories to tell in the dark. Now, this is the Guillermo del Toro produced film. I think it's based on a, it's based on a series of American sort of kids uh, horror books. I think a little, uh, from what I've heard, it sounds a little bit like Goosebumps. But Sean, you saw this. And, uh, I did go to. Yeah, uh, we, we know that you are currently. Uh, you, well, you are on your, on your constant quest to find a film that you actually think is scary. <laughs> and I, yes, I, I, yes, I, indeed. I, I, even with the title, I'm not. I'm not expecting high things from this. But what did you? Think <laughs> and you'd be right not to, Toad. <laughs> you'd be right not to. Um, well, I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting you to find high things in here. That's what I mean. <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, basically, the the story is a story of. Um, some sort of, shall we say, like miscast kids from school. You, you know, not like not like your normal, not yeah, not, not exactly dolls. misfits, They're but just ones. That, yeah, and they go to this house to see stuff, and they look around, and things happen, and that, and there's a bit of bullying going on. Anyway, they find this book. The girl finds a book. She takes it home and starts writing stories about all the people that have visited this house and things that happen. So it's you, you know. It's just the book starts writing. So it's just like an outlet for her. It's an outlet for it. Yeah. So wait, wait. Does she start writing, or does the book start writing? No, she doesn't. The book writes itself. Okay. Okay. She's she's got a book. She opens the book, and then it starts. The the writing appears on the on the the page, and she's like, "What's all this?" And then the first story is like a a bit of a scarecrowy type story, and Mm -hmm. something nasty happens to this bully. You know, so which which will happen. So, so anyway, the so the story the stories in the book when the book writes them they happen in real life to real people. They happen to real. That's basically the story. Yeah. So okay. Cool. Happened. Okay. And then they, so they investigate stuff. They investigate stuff and they investigate this house and they investigate and what sort of thing goes on and there was this they go to they go to the house again to have a look and try and take the book back but it just appears back and, and then another story starts and 
something happens to someone else, and they're like, oh my God. You know, and of course, no one's going to believe. So it's basically like a four or five little horror stories, okay. little, little horror bits, which, um, if you can call it horror, I don't know. So if is you it call... not an anthology, but you meant that years ago there used to be films like. Yeah, Dr. Terror's House of Horror. Yeah, those sort of things where it's you have like a, a central stories. sort of premise or character, and then. These other stories go off from there. Yeah, but they're not, you know, all, all, all the time. All the people that was at the start, yeah. it was at the start. It's all, it's all the people that were involved in the, yeah. in the visit to the house at the start. That's, that's basically it's that core oh, group okay. of people. So, although they're separate stories, they're all people. They're all linked. To yeah, this they're house. all linked. They're all linked to the book, basically, okay. and and things that go on there. So, yeah, a series of scary stories. Um, Which you obviously and, found totally, totally pantwettingly scary. Oh, mate, I was quivering. Okay, I was quivering. I was shaking. I was biting my nails. My nails were down to the cuticles. You know, it was like quaking. I was screaming at parts, going up, saying, no, no, no. <laughs> but I think I was saying, no, 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 because make it was it end. Make not it stop. so good. Yeah, make it stop. Make it stop. What is happening? It reminded me, I've got to be honest, it reminded me a little bit of Scooby-Doo. Ooh, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's... That's that's the sort of thing. In, in a good way. But, well, see, <laughs> like Scooby Doo is good for laughs. Yeah. Sco- Scooby Doo, the cartoon Scooby-Doo or the film? Serious. Uh, the cartoon. The okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, so it's sort so, of silly, so, scary. Yeah, silly, silly. But what I mean, it was meant to be scary, yes. scary, rather than you know. But it just turns yeah, out not quite. Yeah. Not quite. So but, I mean, I, and I think the the, maybe the the girl who finds the book reminds me very much of Thelma for some. <laughs> for some strange reason I've no idea why it just, I was just thinking I've been know? as Thalma to fancy dress me yeah. <laughs> so yeah so it's, I, I would say this would be good for you know young people to get yeah. into horror films and, and maybe it might be a bit scary for uh, young'uns, is it okay? You see, but certainly not made for adults. You see, Sean, I was about to ask you that because I know that they've said that this is a film is supposed to be like a gateway horror. So it's, it's supposed to be like you know your first horror movie that gets you into horror movies and goes, "Ooh, what else is out there? Let's go watch Halloween." <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to ask you, how do you think it works? Do you think it works on that level? Do you think it works on the level for sort of like teenagers who are like you know because it's supposed to be a PG thirteen, so obviously you can't go too far. But do you think it works yeah. on that level? Uh, I, I, I suppose it might. There's a couple of moments in it that I, I wouldn't say it's particularly jumpy. There's not a lot of jumps. Yeah. Um, but there's a few, uh, shall we say, characters in it that you, you know, like you know, like you get these iconic characters like like your Jasons and your Freddies. And, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those and there's so there there's a yep. couple of sort of characters in it which uh, probably you know if, if you were young enough you might think oh that's quite we'll have a look at that you know like. Mm. like the scarecrowy type thing, or something like that. You know, they've 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 put they've put enough sort of horror-y type. Okay, is is, is uh, mum mum? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, is, it, is, is, it, is it the kind of, of the kind of characters that have the name of characteristic man? Like yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but you could do say, oh yeah, what about that? that Sounds like the yeah, first series I mean, of Supernatural, where yeah, yeah, yeah. they would have like a monster a week, and this is like a monster a week. This is a monster in each story. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's plenty in there. So, yeah. So maybe if you were young, you know, you, you might think, oh, yeah, that's a good character. And there might be like your, your baseball cards and, and that type of thing. But uh, it certainly, uh, certainly wasn't my, my, you okay. know, my bag. And in fact, I, I, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, don't get me wrong, it wasn't horrendous, but yeah. I just, it just, it just didn't do the 
just didn't do it for me really. No. You know, which I did. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting. You're not quite a PG thirteen. Not quite PG thirteen. No, not quite. So, but as I say, possibly for youngsters, it might work. Okay. For me, from a personal point of view, you know, I'm not going to go too hard onto town town to it. So. So, yeah. Um, well, it's called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. dark so it yeah. gives you some indication that this yeah. is not aimed at your hardcore horror No, fans. no, it's, it's got a thumb. So, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm not sure what the... Sean, I'll tell I'm you what. See, I want, I'll tell you what, yeah, right, okay. I've got it. It's called, on the theme of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, you, uh, yeah. you, you are a retired teacher. You sometimes still yeah. drive kids around in a minibus. So imagine you I take do, a whole yes. bunch of kids around for a camping trip. Are these the kind of scary stories you would tell them in the dark around the campfire to freak their little minds out? <laughs> what do you think I am, Tozen? I, would, I, I don't know. I never thought of I never thought of that one. Um, creepy stories. I don't know. I'd probably tell them some some truthful stories. I wouldn't know about. Oh, that's even um, scarier. Yeah, so, you because know, um, I think you know. Uh, I don't know. But if I was, I, I probably wouldn't tell them that one. I'd probably. Um, would I, that's, that's, that's a really interesting question. Okay, <laughs> gather around. I'm going to tell you some scary stories now. Yeah. Like about that leaf monster. That I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably be able to make something up quite good, yeah. I think. But I'd oh, try and do it so that there would be a jump in there somewhere. And I might... Yeah. yeah sorry again. Okay. Time's up. Okay. Okay, so, so you, you reckon you could do a better score. a better job than that? I reckon I could, yeah, yeah. So right, I'm going to cool. give this... Uh, I'm not going to be too mean to this. Not not too mean. So well, I'll they're give, only little. They're only little. Only yeah. So I'll, I'll give them a. Uh, it's two, but I'm going to give it a three. All right. I'm I'm being, but I am being incredibly generous. With it, really. Oh, it's a PG thirteen. You see, you now I have a very similar thing with the film coming up. I'm like, if you're this age, it's this. But if you're this age, it's this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm very similar to that. Uh, all right, cool. So now we get onto going back to Netflix, and we're talking about a film called "Dead in a Week or Your Money Back," which I found on Netflix. It's one of those things that came up that came up, you know, in the list where it says, "Ooh, this could be this. You could be interested in this on Netflix." I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it's a Netflix film because it doesn't have the Netflix branding on it. But I didn't hear about this film in the cinemas. I didn't see it anywhere else. I haven't seen it on TV or anything. And it stars Tom Wilkinson, who everybody knows. You like a great British, British. Um, he's pretty much like a national treasure now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, yeah. yeah. yeah so it stars, stars Tom Wilkinson and a new up and coming actor called Anyarin Bernard. And the, oh, he's with loads of things. Who Anyarin Bernard? Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. I've, I've I've heard his name recently, but I haven't really noticed him in anything that I've seen. Uh, he was in Dunkirk. Yeah, he was a yeah. French soldier posing as a as a British soldier who doesn't say a lot. Yep. He was in a drama on the television called The Scandalous Lady W about the Apple Duckham House scandal. Ooh. Um, Lady Worsley. He's one yeah. of her lovers. And oh yeah, I've seen him in quite a few things. Oh okay, cool. All so, oh, right. So okay. he looks a bit cutesy. He 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 is he is he's young, but he's. Curly yeah. hair, yeah. Let's put it this way. If they were going to recast Paul Dark, they could do worse than him. 
Right. <laughs> Put it that way. But um, and, and I know that I, I think I've heard almost a whole bunch of people just so yelling, sacrilege, you can't recast Paul Dark. <laughs> <laughs> All the Aiden Turner fans coming for me now. But anyway, but th- this film, and I think this film has the most Terry Pratchett setup I have ever seen in any film. And so it, start, it kicks off and there's this guy, it just kicks off with this guy standing on Battersea Bridge. First of all, I have to say, this is a very, 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 very dark comedy. It starts off with this guy. He's standing on Battersea Bridge, and he's standing there, and he's about to throw himself off. You can just see he's about to throw himself off. Then Tom Wilkinson comes over and goes, hello, how's it going? And he's like, oh, do you mind? I'm a bit busy here. And he starts, and so Tom Wilkinson's like, okay, no, it looks like you're having trouble trying to kill yourself. Oh, I could help. <laughs> and, and he's like, no, leave me alone. I want to do it myself. So he hands him his business card, and his business card says professional assassin. And it turns out that this guy has been trying to kill himself, but every time, he's tried to kill himself about seven times, but every time something goes wrong and he keeps living. So in the end, he goes, I can't be bothered. And he, he phones up uh, Tom Wilkerson, who works for the Guild of Assassins, which is, this is where it gets very Terry Pratchett. He works for the Guild of Assassins, and he he says like, so what? Do you just hang around bridges, looking for people who can't be who can't kill themselves? And he's and he's like, well, yeah, bridges, high cliffs, the usual spots, <laughs> that kind of thing. So <laughs> so he signs a contract saying, uh, so he 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 says, okay, oh, I want to die. I definitely want to die. I don't want to live anymore. I, I think life is is horrible. I think life sucks and all that kind of stuff. And. He, then he brings out a brochure and says, so, well, how would you like to die? And he shows him a brochure of all the different ways that it can happen. <laughs> and he signs a contract. That it, the contract essentially says, okay, fine. It will happen sometime in the next week. That's it. You, once you've paid the money, it will happen sometime in the next week. And it's just this really, really, really weird setup where everybody's treating this like this is something normal. That this is just something that like, everybody just does. Uh, then it goes into a little bit of like a retirement thing because it turns out that like you know Tom Wilkinson is like an old school assassin who he doesn't and but they're trying to get him to retire from the Guild of Assassins but he doesn't know what he'll do with himself if he doesn't do it and at this point I think I need to make a little bit of a confession which is that I haven't finished watching it yet <laughs> oh okay. yeah because because we we moved the recording and forward time's up yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We moved the recording forward. We moved the recording forward the, uh, this week, which means that I, I have about twenty minutes left of this film to go. So at the beginning of this film, the way this film was going off, it was going off also. And if if I may, I ask for permission to come back next week and let you know whether I'm right because I have a feeling that I know where this is going. And <laughs> I, I have permission, ask for permission to come back next week and let you know whether I was right or not. Because the way the film started and the way that the beginning of it and everything, like I found myself laughing in the first 20 minutes. I think the first 20 minutes of this film were brilliant. And I think it's, it was a four star, started off as a four star. But then they started introducing, they started introducing some elements to the film that made me think, oh, uh, oh, I think I can see where that's going. Okay, yeah, oh, you brought a woman into it now. Okay, oh, yeah. So I feel like it's going to become more and more generic as it goes along. And I think that the, I think it's going to end up round about a three star. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, we okay. could do it to be continued. Yeah. We could do it to be continued, but I can t- I can recommend that if you want to go 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 find a film on Netflix called Dead in a Week or Your Money Back, because so far it's been funny. It's been and it's it's it's, it's an English film, so obviously it it treats everything in a very understated British way. 
very, very <laughs> understated kitchen sink, matter of fact, British way, which just makes the absurdity of it even funnier. So oh, I think it would, so um, uh, this is a provisional three, a provisional three, which we will find out next week if I was right or not. But I, but if you yes. have, if you have yourself 90 minutes or so, I would recommend watching, well, the, watching, watching this film because the bits of it I've seen are quite good. All right. And I'll stop. There. Oh, I might, I might. I might try and catch it. <laughs> yeah, no. I might wow. try and catch it. And well, we can do a to be continued, and we can ratify yeah. your we score. We could, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you want one, yeah. Time, yeah. If, if you guys, if yeah. you guys, if you guys are up for it, I'll be happy for you guys to go watch that and let me know what you thought next week. I went and I was okay. we because by that time I would have finished my the last twenty minutes of the film and I could t- let you know for sure what it is that I actually thought about this. But uh, so yeah, we saw it. So it, it's a provisional three. <laughs> it's a provisional. Three. Okay. Uh, all right, cool. Um, now we go back to cinema, and this is a film that only I have seen, and this is called Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Now, I wonder why that's the, only, the film that only you have seen. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, I saw the trailer. We haven't seen yeah, that, I know. Much, I know, I know. There you go. So. Yeah, well, well we, so, we, we all have our roles in this thing. Sean will go see the horrors. I will go see all the kids' films. <laughs> cool. But you will have to go and see the It films, Sharon, because... I've, I've, yes, I've, I might I've, have to take yeah, that so, one for so the team. So you'll have to do that. Yeah. You'll have, <laughs> yeah. have to go and see It too, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Sharon, if there's going to be a big sweeping romance in the cinemas, you will. we know you That'd will be watch me. that. Let's put it this way. Yeah. I, I personally do not have any plans, no matter how many emails Odeon sends me. I have no plans whatsoever to watch the Downton Abbey movie. So... Oh, <laughs> neither do I. I think it... <laughs> looks awful. Oh, don't Please say it's going to have to be me that. then. Please don't make me watch that. <laughs> yeah, you... Just because I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I thought it was like, you know, I thought it was right up your alley. Romance. I normally like costume dramas, but I hated the television series, so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, okay, okay. Moving on from Dalton. Sean, that's yours. So, um, okay, Dora. So Dora and the Lost City of Gold. So has anybody ever seen the TV show Dora the Explorer? Nope, thank goodness. I've thought I've, I, I may have sort of seen it in passing. I haven't watched it. I've heard, I've definitely I've definitely heard of Dora the Explorer because it's quite famous for like oh, youngsters, yeah, little youngsters girls with love the little, it. Little, little little girls and boys and love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see, so, that, that's the thing about Dory Explorer. It's kind of the thing where, like, even if you haven't watched it, you've heard of it. And they've decided to make a, yes. t- a, a film version of this. And they, because obviously Dora the Explorer, it's, got, it's essentially an educate, education show. It's a, it's a bilingual education show in which kids, like, you know, you show it to, like, young kids when they're learning how to speak, and she says things like, can you say delicioso? And then kids are supposed to go, delicioso! <laughs> like, I've, uh, yeah, I've um, walked in and I've seen my... You sound, you sound like you're an avid fan of it. Uh, well, I've, I've, I've seen my niece watching it, and I think it's actually, I think it does really, really well when it comes to teaching kids something. I think it's actually, it's actually quite good. And I think what the show tries to do is quite... I, I think it's quite admirable. So they decided to turn this into a film. And this film, it's, it's a hard sell as a film, as you can imagine. And they, they totally, they hold their hands up and they go, we know that this is going to be a hard thing to sell. So the film kicks off, and the film kicks off like an episode of Dora the Explorer and everything like that. Then it turns out it's all in Dora's imagination. So the fact that the monkey can talk to her in her imagination, the fact that her backpack can talk in her imagination, and um but ah. she, yeah but she she is an explorer her parents are explorers and she lives in somewhere in the jungle in peru she has a cousin called ah. diego who is also from the tv show diego goes off when they're kids and goes to li- live in the big city but she grows up until the age of 16 
in the jungle. So that's all she knows. And eventually her parents decide, oh, we need to send you to the big city because well, we're going to go on an ex expedition. And we think it's about time you played with other kids. You've just been on your own in the jungle for, 10, for like 16 years. You don't so she goes to the big city and there's this sort of like fish out of water thing where she's in the, in, in the city. They have that whole thing going on. And, but I think that the lady who, the, the girl, well, whatever, the young woman who plays grown-up Dora, <laughs> Isabel Monet, who she is brilliant because this film is like if you took the Dora the Explorer character from the cartoons and put her in the real world. A bit like, you know, Enchanted. You know how Enchanted was like, what happens if you take a oh, yeah. princess? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You... I, remember, I remember Enchanted. I yeah. quite enjoyed that movie. Yeah, Enchanted is really good. And it's a bit like, what happens if you take a Disney princess and put her into modern-day New York? How does she go about that? And the fact that she just has this sort of, like, you know, optimistic view about everything. And, oh, my God, is this where the prince is going to come on his carriage? And it's this, and this film pulls off a very, very similar trick where it's kind of like Dora goes into go, Dora goes to LA but everything is just kind of like a oh will this happen how about this how about that and it <laughs> and I I actually think it's quite good I think this is this film is done very 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 well and it is the closest thing because there's a whole thing where some people are after the gold that her parents are looking for and so they come kidnap her and her friends and they end up back in the jungle trying to find her parents and that's the main that's the main driving force of the film and it is the closest thing to an Indiana Jones movie that we've had in a long time. So, it, yeah, it, it, it really is. Obviously, there's, they, they have like some, you know, you know all these things, you have different obstacles. They have obstacles that end up not really going anywhere. They have a bit where mm -hmm. two scorpions come out and that doesn't really go anywhere because it is made for kids. And I saw this with the target audience because I saw it earlier today. And I was in the cinema with a whole bunch of kids. Like people... Did you manage to borrow one so that you could go with every excuse? No, I was, I was sat down there totally unashamedly watching this going, yeah, and what? <laughs> <laughs> so what, you're going to tell me that only kids can watch Dory the Explorer? That isn't fair. <laughs> but it's like, so so I was I was eating with that and you could see people like there were bits of the film like where she says can you say this and the kids are going the kids are going along with it and saying stuff but it's one of these films that it's made for kids but adults can get something out of as well I think the action's actually quite good I, I think um they they go to this bit where they go to uh, like a, an ancient Incan civilization and I don't know maybe it's just me a bit like with you Sean and like whenever you see a father daughter thing Whenever I see mm. like you know a lost civilization that I think has been lost because of modernization or whatever you want to call it, or they even have a that I think this is, let me put this this is a kids this is a kids um t film that I think has a Fitzcarraldo joke in it. Wow! Yeah! Wow! Yeah! <laughs> wow! I'm really? pretty sure there's a Fitzcarraldo because there's a bit where they go. What's this? Oh, this is the opera house. It was built by the Europeans. They just, for some reason, they decided to build an opera house in the middle of the jungle. And I just went, oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. Then afterwards, I was like, wait a second. I'm pretty sure that's a Fitzcarraldo joke. <laughs> that's a, yeah, it, it, it probably is. What was, what was going to ask you, Tozin, yeah. is, you know, like, um, like recently with all the remakes, like the Disney remakes, like The Lion King. Yep, and, yep. And when, yeah. I looked at, when, I, when I looked at the audience, and obviously people who saw The Lion King were really, really loving it, nostalgic. Yeah. Do, yep. do you think Dora could... Do you think Dora could be this way, like for many people? I think Dora is for the people who are watching Dora, who are watching Dora like last year. So I mean, the the kids who oh, right. the okay. kids who were in there were like six, seven at most. But uh, oh right, okay, yeah. But do you think it might appeal to people who are into it? Sort of nostalgic, yeah, sort of nostalgic wise. Like 
Yeah, like, in their late teens now, they think, like, oh yeah, let's. You know, go. when we went to see when we went to see um, Aladdin, Aladdin, the, yeah. you know the live version, and I looked yes, around. Yes, so there's lots of adults there, who there, would, were, there were lots of adults reliving there. their childhood. Uh, yeah, you and can those see. Ones, yeah. And I just wondered if this was perhaps the same, but you don't you don't think it is. I think if you watched it when you were younger, you probably would like it. I mean, I've only ever seen uh-huh. Dora shortly in passing when my niece is watching it, and I I quite enjoyed it. So I. And I think I actually quite liked what it did as well, like the, the, where, where the story ends up, where it talks about like, you know, ancient, because you can see that this is a film that is made, it's very conscious or woke, as some people might say, in that it's, it, this is really about sort of South Americans finding out more about South American culture. So it, it isn't, and it's, it's I, I think it's done very, very well. I really, really enjoyed it. If I was going to be a horrible, cynical, older, critical person, I would say it's a three out of three out of five. But the more I think about it, the more I think now it's a four. <laughs> it's a four. Yeah. Yeah. I I really enjoyed it, and I would actually. That's fair, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I would actually, I would recommend anybody go watch this film and let me know if I'm just being because I said there's some themes that it has. Um, th- there's some things that it has that are totally up my alley right now. Because uh, what I've been thinking recently about colonization and all that kind of stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, it was a shame that we lost all that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so it's a uh, it's so yeah, I, I I would give it a four, and I would recommend anybody go watch it. Cool. So cool. Good old door. Oh, that's good. Yeah, good old door. All right, and now um, oh, also I think another reason why I did that is because it's directed by the same guy who directed the Muppets. Oh right, okay. yeah, James Bobbin. Okay. Once I saw that, I was like, "That explains why it's so weird." And it's it's just it's not it's not your straight down the middle kids movie. It's it it has these weird areas it goes off to. There's a bit where they play homage to the original cartoon that is genius. I think it's just genius. But anyway, um, yes. So now we go back to Netflix and Friends, or what are you things you can watch at home? And Sean, you saw something called God of War, which you have asked for even less time on, which tells us something. Wow. <laughs> Well, yeah, this this might surprise you. It might just be that I I, I thought P was deserved to yeah. be spoken about more. I mean, okay, God of War. So, twenty seventeen film, Chinese Chinese film. Uh, it's a story, and and I think it's probably historic historical story based on you know things that yeah. happened. Yep. Um, so, and it's basically Japanese pirates and mercenaries, which they call Ronin. They 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 sort of take swords for hire. Yeah. They take over a city, um, a Chinese city, along the, along the coast, like, and um, the, the Chinese have been trying to take it back without much success. And then there's a new a new general gets promoted, General Qi, and um, he manages to actually the strategy so that that they they can recapture the city. But a lot of the pirates manage to escape. They manage to get away, and um, they get sort of more reinforcements, and they take over more and more. Um, you know, cities and all that, and it's it's about this general. Uh, it's it's really for me. I quite liked it because it's it's a strategy film, and it's all about that the Japanese are not too silly, and the, and they say all oh, that they've got a general now, and this general Chi. So yeah. we've got to be careful. We've got to play them at their own game, and so the forces are split, and the Chinese, uh, sorry, the Japanese pirates descend. They're going to send all their mercenaries against the city. Well, the general Chi's sort of wife takes command of the city oh, and okay. so yeah so it's uh, is this a film or is this like a mini series or no it's a film a it's a film, film. Oh, it's, it's one, just a film from start film. to finish okay. yeah it's basically about and it sounds like there's quite a lot in there that there you is. could make more of if you yeah. chose and there's there's a lot of 
uh, like intrigue as well. Like the the general that failed to take the city, they like arrest him, and do you know what I mean? That's all that sort of thing. Yeah. And so it, it's very very historical, I think. And um, I mean, what I like about this with the battle scenes is there's none of your silly like like um, although it's a beautiful film, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you know, mm-hmm. with the with the silly leaps, you know, when they do like landing <laughs> yeah, leaps on trees and stuff like that, <laughs> managed to go up buildings. There's none of that. It's just it's just you know sort of yeah um and more grounded yeah more, much much more grounded and and it was really good and there was a lot of strategy you know when they go into towns and it was a bit of a to and fro in and and what i liked about it was there was wasn't really anything silly in this you know I, yeah for me but the one thing i enjoyed there wasn't anything out of place like it was really silly it was just a strategy based this this japanese the japanese sort of samurai general class Trying to outwit General Chi and General Chi trying to and, and so Chinese, it's a, yeah, Chinese. So, so this sort of clash of cultures as well as clash of these two. Yeah, but they're very men. similar actually. The, the, the cultures are very similar, you know. Um, Is it feudal at that time? Have you had yeah, like the was, warlords and then you've got the peasants? I think around about the fifteenth it was. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean this obviously took place in one sort of area of China. Um, so obviously the coastal regions, um, but it's quite good because you've got the political intrigue and everything. Um, so yeah, I have to say that that this this I, I I quite enjoyed this. I quite I quite enjoyed this movie. This was this was a good film because I like strategy movies. Yeah, I, I think yeah, a, you you like strategy movies and you also like movies that give you like a window into another culture. I've realized that about you, Sean. That yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. if you if, I, if you, I, if you I mean, feel like this is something I know absolutely nothing about, and this film is telling me a little bit about that, I know that you're like, oh yeah, yeah I'm at home. I like this. Well, it's like when we've had some of our conversations in past, isn't it? When I've asked you about about you know your your country and places like that, and and I do find it interesting. Mm. I find find other cultures, you know, um, really really interesting, and and the history, and uh, you know, like I mean, and I go through these really strange periods. It's like I remember when I was younger, I was really really into the Plains Indians, you know, like the Sioux, yeah. and Cheyenne, and all that, and I bought, bought books on it, and you know, was, and and so yeah, I get these. I like to. I like to have an insight into mm. to what maybe went on, because I've seen some other I've seen some other films. I saw a Korean film called Admiral Raging Waters, which was a Korean movie, and that was along the same lines as this. But it was a naval, you know, where the Japanese mm. Japanese seem to pop up a lot. Don't they? Yeah. <laughs> but Japanese trying to invade Korea and the Koreans. Well, I suppose they've got a small wooden nation, haven't they? And they see this the mainland nearby yeah. and thinking, oh, so I'll have some of that. So yeah, this 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 was this was really good strategy sort of film, you know, and and. And interesting, obviously, a little slice of, of island Chinese nations history. tend to be war um, seafarers, and they tend to be a little bit, you know, piratical, piratical, because they, yes. they accused us we British, yeah, they did, of being a bit like that. that would, like, yeah, because and... see, see, anyway, seeing as I was just talking about my whole colonialism thing recently, uh, yeah, that explains it. That explains what was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's it. Maybe it is, isn't it? Uh, you know, if you think about, it, I mean, the Vikings way back then, they were probably. Yeah. From like Iceland and places. They like see that. something greener, something nicer yeah. somewhere else, and yeah. you can't trade for it, you steal it. <laughs> oh, that sounds like the beeper. That's that is, that is gonna... the beeper. Yes. So, so... Okay, well, I'm, I'm. So, yeah, to sum this up, I, I enjoyed this movie. I'm going to give it a four star. Okay. Ooh. So, yeah, so that's, quite a high scoring week, yeah, actually. I'm going to give this a four star. Yeah, so. I say, the reason it was a little bit shorter, I just thought, you know, I could sort of probably, you know, explain it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, cool, good stuff. So, uh, yeah, and we're coming close to our finish time, to a pre-arranged finish time. 
And it's, I think well, it's actually been quite nice to have a week in which there wasn't like, you know, a designated big hitter, if you get what I mean. There, yeah, I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. There wasn't, there wasn't like, a, or like last week, or once time in Hollywood, obviously that's going to be the big one. This is, it just seems to be like, you know, yeah, we're just putting films out there. You'll find little, like, I think I found a, I found Dora was a bit of a gem, quite frankly, as is Dead in, yeah. A, yeah. Dead in a Week and Your Money Back was a bit of a gem. Uh, crawl. Well, that's it. It's a bit like bit like P. You know, I mean, I really really yeah. liked that movie. That was a bit of a gem, which you know, so just a Netflix thing. I thought oh, I'd check that one. Oh, right. See if, see if it was scary enough. Because with the horror, you know, to see if it scared me. <laughs> yeah. It didn't. It didn't scare me, but but it intrigued it you. Trust the movie. It, yeah. it did. Yes. Yeah, all right. Cool. So all that's left to do now is to say who has won this week. Now I can tell you if some. I of you think ha- it's close. Uh, well, it is close because if people have been paying attention at home or even now, uh, if, if we have one of these has two threes and a four, and the other one has two fours and a three. Mm. Yeah, oh. it has two fours and a three, and so the winner this week is Netflix. Oh, oh Netflix this week. Netflix wow. with with an average with an average that's just not point three above that of cinema. But uh, yeah. that, but but when I finish actually watching Dead in a Week or Your Money Back, that might either go up or down. So so <laughs> so yeah. we're, we're trying to catch that. Yeah. So we 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 shall see. We shall see. All right. Cool. Um, all that's left to say now is uh, thank you and a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. We will see you guys next week when I think we should be watching It Chapter 2. I think, I think is that out yet? Mm. <laughs> it's coming soon. It's coming soon. It yeah, we'll watch something anyway. Well, that, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll watch something. We'll watch yeah. something. I might watch, I think there's a film called The Informer. which I Oh, yeah, yeah. Film. That looks like it might be good. Oh, yes, that's one with um, Joel, Joel Kinnaman. Kinnaman. Yeah, Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, yeah. no like, idea. No idea on that one. So. Yeah, it looks, like, it looks like it might be good. Or it could be just horrible and generic and rubbish. But it's, yeah. Yeah, um, but anyway, and we'll see you next week in which we shall have Holly Nestling on the show because I have other friends Yay. from Holly and they might get confused. But Holly Nestling should be on the show next week. All right, thanks very much, guys. Cool. Bye. Bye. Okay, Bye. see you later.